the Get Up and Get Going South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in our number two of the program here on Tuesday morning. And you know what? Let's get right back to the phones. 508-996-0500. You can also send app chat messages and open line voicemails via the WBSM app. But let's go to the old school phone here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. I don't know what you can see from um, from where you are, but do you, do you get to see the sunrise? Yeah, it actually shines right in my face quite a bit, actually. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm pointed. The window of the, of the studio is pointed uh, due east. Yeah, so it was pretty this morning, all pink, and yeah, it was a pretty one. Figured if you're up that early, at least if you're facing in the direction of the sunrise. <laughs> I just got I just got clouds. I couldn't see anything behind the clouds, uh, you know, over the stop and shop. Oh, maybe it was up higher than the yeah yeah. It was pretty pink, and it was a good one. Well, anyways, I, I read your article about the um, the state armory and the ghosts and all. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, I know you said, you know, what they plan to do is, is put it out for proposals. But I'm, I'm interested to see if the city wants it developed and then the city maintains it or if they're looking to sell it off. Because I think to maintain it in the city... There would be so many possibilities for it. I would hate to see it just pass through their hands. Yeah, I you think the, I think the plan is for somebody to come in as a developer and and, and purchase it from the city. Uh, but I, I could find out a little bit more about that. We can certainly ask the mayor tomorrow when he's in with uh, with Marcus and Chris. But I, yeah, because I, I was thinking, like, I mean, right now at least they own it. Nobody's developing it. And mm-hmm. and prior to this, there were no bids, obviously, because I had to come up with four million just to get it structurally sound but i know the city doesn't have money to be throwing around but um if there was funding you know veteran funding i was wondering if they could make units inside for veteran housing right now veterans are on a waiting list for housing in the city yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the issue is that the city doesn't want to be getting into handling all of that. If, if somebody wanted to come in and purchase it for that purpose and, and they would be the administrators of it, I think that, you know, that'd be a great thing. But I think the city's just, they've got enough buildings, enough properties um, that they're trying to unload as it is that I don't think they're right. looking to have to, you know, keep up and maintain and be responsible for another one. Right. That's what I'm saying. I think a lot of the properties that they have, like somewhere near 100 properties, I, I don't know what it costs to develop a place like that, but I'm saying I'd like to see them unload a lot of other properties that maybe aren't historically significant or the mm-hmm. state didn't help to, you know, put out the first uh, few million. You know, like I'd like to see a swap out and see it maintained by the city, but I would definitely like to see it <clears throat> used for veterans. But I only just read your article last, yesterday, last night, whatever. But I don't know how long... You know, look, it looks like there's not enough time to do a ghost, uh, like a walkthrough where people would pay to just walk through and check it out. 
Check it out what condition it's in now, but it's like what next week. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know when they, um, I, I don't know what they did on the inside. I know that they were doing some some work on the roof, and I don't know, and I know they were doing some structural upgrades. I don't know if they fixed the problem that it had that kept people from being able to go inside, which was that the second floor collapsed into the first floor. So I don't know if they, if the state fixed that, or if they're going to leave that up for whoever is going to develop it. But um, that was the biggest problem with why they stopped letting the public in for anything oh. was because the second floor had kind of collapsed into the first floor. For four million, I mean, hopefully they've got it so that whoever is looking to purchase it can at least walk through. So hopefully that's done. And I don't know how close it would be for people to spend three days walking through, you know, like Friday, Saturday and Sunday of the weekend before Halloween. But I said, I, I think it would be kind of cool if people could just pay to, to do a like a a ghostly walkthrough before it is sold off. So I'll, I'll give you a little bit of background info. And I don't, I don't want to put the city on blast about this, but we used to do similar events at Fort Tabor. And we would, it was hosted by the Military Museum. And we would do a paranormal investigation of the Military Museum, of Fort Rodman, of Battery Milliken, and of some of the exter exterior batteries there. And so what we were doing is, you know, we know what we're doing with these events. We know we have people sign waivers. We, we've been doing it for years. And what happened was after we've done, I don't know, three or four of them at, at, at Fort Tabor, then the Parks Department found out about it and said, I had to go before the Parks Department. And I said, well, why? And they said, because you have to get permission to use the park. I said, but I thought that the Military Museum had been handling that. And, and they said no. So I went to the meeting. Actually, no, the way it was characterized to me was that I had to go to the meeting just to talk to them about what we had planned. So I was like, okay, fine. When I went to the meeting, that's when they decided to, to lay into me about why I hadn't gone before them before for permission. And I was like, the military museum was handling it all. And so they told me that the only way I could do an event there is if I stayed on the grass inside the fort. And that was the only place we could go unless the city solicitor's office said it was okay to do others. And the city solicitor's office said, no, it's too dangerous. We don't want people in any position like that where it could building. be a risk. Hmm? Yeah, because I guess in, what, inside the uh, inside the buildings. Yeah, I mean, even even inside Battery Milliken, which, you know, we were able to keep people in the safe areas, they wouldn't let us in there because of there was too much risk. So I can only imagine yeah, if they wouldn't let us go through there that they're certainly going to have, you know, the same kind of qualms about people going through the armory. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, the other one they hasn't been, you know, made structurally sound. But I, I so, yeah, that's what I was wondering, kind of what condition it was in. And because, I mean, I, I personally just out of curiosity would like to go through there. Even if there are ghosts, I'd like to go through, see what the kind of shape it's in, see what it would look like for, you know, veteran housing or whatever. But um, maybe I won't have the opportunity. I figured if there was an opportunity, you'd know more about it. Well, and you did. I can tell you All what right. I'm working on. I'm working on trying to get in there and doing a video so that we can at least have a video up there for people. All right. Well, good luck with that, Tim. Keep All us right. posted. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye, Tim. And uh, 508-996-0500. I, I think that there's... You know, I had wanted to do a video series a while ago when I was the digital managing editor here and I had more time for that kind of thing. I wanted to do a video series of all of the places around the South Coast that you can't get into, places that you can't see, things that you can't go and see um, and that you shouldn't go and see. You know, so here's a video so that you don't have to try to go and see. And one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to do a video of Battery Milliken. I wanted to do a video of the tunnel that goes underneath the hurricane barrier and i thought you know the armory would make for a great one of those too and i just you know i put it out there put out some feelers and nobody really got back to me about it but maybe maybe we can resurrect that idea 
you know, we'll, we'll call it Tim in trouble. Tim sneaks into places that he shouldn't be. No, no, of course I would always have permission. That's the other thing that's a, a big issue with a place like the Armory is they've got to make sure now that they keep it secure because there are what are called urban explorers. People, it's called urbex for short. But these are people who, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of it. I don't support it because they're sneaking into places. And they sneak in so that they can take a bunch of photos and set up photo shoots in these abandoned places and all these kind of things. And, yeah, they're giving you photos of places that you can't go into and that you shouldn't go into, but they're not supposed to be in there either. And what that does is that creates a, a, a bad precedent for people like myself that reach out to places that want to come in and want to do it the right way and want to pay the location for letting us in and help them raise money. But they say, well, no, no, because then we've got too many people that try to sneak in here all the time. Like I, when I was working on paranormal TV shows, I was trying to get into Lakeville Hospital. At the time, the plan was to demolish it. This was 10 years ago. And they had an imminent plan to demolish it. They were going to put that Luzo facility there that ended up not have it happening. I'm sorry, not Cisco facility. Sorry. Singing of the other food service company that we used to get delivered at the diner. Uh, but no, Cisco. Cisco was going to take over that property uh, before they decided to, to move elsewhere. And so I said, hey, listen, if it's going to be torn down, why not make, we were offering them $6,000 for one night of filming. And they kept me on the phone for, for hours trying to get an answer. And then finally, when they gave me the answer, they said, no, we don't want to do this because we're afraid that at least for the amount of time the building is standing, we're going to have to deal with people trying to break in after they see it on TV. And here it is 10 years later, it's still standing and they're still dealing with that even though it wasn't on TV because these urban explorers have been going in there. So it is an issue and it, and it keeps, and, and that's the thing. Going into these places without permission makes it impossible to ever get permission to go into these places. So that's why it, it just irks me when people do things the wrong way. And yeah, yeah, your photos look cool. Yeah, you get a lot of likes and shares and follows and TikTok followers and all that kind of stuff. But the bottom line is you still trespass, and I'm not going to support that in any way. When we do our annual Bridgewater Triangle episode of Spooky South Coast, where we send teams out into the field, or any time that we have teams that are out in the field for an episode, we always make it very clear that they cannot go anywhere without permission. And they also have to stop by the local police off the local police department and tell the police that they're going to be at this location. And if the police say no, find somewhere else to go. But I've always found that for the most part, if you stop at the police station and you tell them, hey, we're paranormal investigators, we're going to be at this location, as long as there's no issues with you being in that location, they'll let it happen. So, you know, most public cemeteries, for example, close at dusk. But if you tell the police, hey, we're going to go into the cemetery and do a little paranormal investigation, they'll usually say, okay, that's fine. Just be out by 11. Because they know that you're there. So if something goes wrong, they know it was you. And in fact, I tried to push something for a while where I was trying to get towns to put out the same way they have a fishing license. I wanted them to put out a paranormal investigation license where for X amount of money a year, you had a license that would allow you to go and investigate certain public places. Now, you would still have to get permission. You would still have to alert the police and all that, but you would have a, a card or a license, a, fig, a physical license 
so that if somebody did pull up and say, hey, what are you doing here? You could say, no, it's okay. I'm a paranormal investigator. But it would also create a registry of people who are these investigators so that when you are out at a location and something goes wrong, they know who was there and how to contact them. And it would also, I think, make people be more respectful. Not that most paranormal investigators aren't. Most of them are. Most of them care about the history and care. You know, they spend more time going and helping to clean up cemeteries than they do trashing them. But I think that the problem is it's too easy. And we've had it happen. We've had people that have gone out, knuckleheads that have gone out and broken into places and done things that they shouldn't do. And what do they do when they get caught? They drop our name. Oh, we're here for Spooky South Coast. It's actually happened. I've had police departments call me and say, do you know these guys? And I have to say, no. I don't, I don't. Well, they say that they're out here for your radio show. No, nope, not here for me. I've never heard of them. And I wouldn't, I certainly would never encourage anybody to go into a place without permission. So anyway, long story short, I don't know if uh, we'll get into the armory, but I can tell you this. If they turn those into apartments, I'm going to be paying attention, seeing what the rent is. Yeah. Something I can afford. Who wouldn't want to live in a castle, right? Who, are, who wouldn't want to live in a haunted castle-like structure? That head house looks like a castle. Imagine living there, although I don't know how much it'll change. If it's developed into apartments, I can't imagine that they're going to be able to change the outside too much. A big discussion point that we had when this conversation first had was... Who's going to want to live in a place with no windows? So what, what's, what's, the, what's the changeover going to be? What's the new design going to be? We'll have to see when those RFPs come in, you know, what are some of the de design proposal ideas? And then also we're going to have the same thing I think happen eventually with the Ash Street Jail. I think that when the jail is closed, which is what Sheriff Harreau plans on doing, when the jail is closed and the state takes control of it back from the county, the city might want to come in and try to work out a similar deal. That'll be a really interesting place to have apartments, right? I've seen some former asylums that have been turned into apartments. And I... I wonder, not even from a paranormal perspective, but just what is the, what is the mentality of, of, of living in a place like that? Do you go home at night and lay there in bed and think about like what used to happen in the place where you're now sleeping? Or do you just say to yourself, that's not this place anymore. That's, that's in the past. And now it's all about, you know, making happy memories here. Because I don't know that I couldn't dwell on it. I don't know that I couldn't sit in a place that I know was formerly a a mental asylum or some sort of a, maybe a tuberculosis hospital or some of these other things that have been repurposed. And I, I don't know that I couldn't be thinking about that past. But at least with the armory, you've got something that was a, a positive thing in New Bedford and that, that, uh, that really kind of helped America in its almost 100 years of operation. 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments 
And welcome back in. Caller, hang on. We will take you after the news. I don't want to have to cut you short because we are up against the news break. I will remind you all, though, that there are still tickets available for Corks and Forks. It's a beer and wine tasting that's happening this Thursday, October 19th, 5.30 p.m. at the Narrows in Fall River. Guests will enjoy beer and wine, live music from the quarries, savory and sweet food samplings from local restaurants, amazing raffle prizes, and more. Tickets are on sale now. They are $50 a piece, and it's for 21 plus only, obviously, because you're going to be trying beer and wine, so you got to be 21 plus. But you can still get tickets right now by going to ymcasouthcoast.org or ymcasc.org, either one. When you get there, you'll be able to purchase tickets to Corks and Forks. Again, it's happening this Thursday, 5.30 p.m. at the Narrow Center in Fall River, so you can get out there and you can try some beer, some wine, and some delicious food as well. That's why it's Corks and Forks, right? Because you're going to be taking the corks out of the bottle and you're going to be using the forks to scoop the food into your mouth. So it should be a great time and it helps support all of the programs that go on with the YMCA of Fall River. So check them out again, ymcasouthcoast.org, if you want to sign up for tickets now. But remember, it is 21 plus. So sorry, kids, you'll have to wait until you're old enough to go. All right, well, we are going to go into the newsroom now and get all the latest headlines of the day with Ariel Dorsey. On the other side of that, we'll take your phone calls, 508-996-0500. You can also send app chats and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. But right now, let's go into the newsroom with Ariel. President Biden is taking a trip to Israel. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said Monday during a briefing after meeting with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu that the president will make the trip on Wednesday. Biden is expected to meet with Netanyahu and other Israeli leaders. The United States and Israel are engaging to develop a plan that will provide humanitarian aid from donor nations to civilians in Gaza. Secretary of State Antony Blinken made the announcement in Tel Aviv Tuesday saying that it is critical aid begins arriving soon into Gaza. A vote for the new Speaker of the House is expected today. House Democratic Whip Catherine Clark confirms the vote on Representative Jim Jordan will happen, but it is still unclear if Jordan will gather enough votes to secure the position. While the GOP holds a slight majority in the House, only four votes can be sacrificed to win, with some Republicans expressing concern about Jordan. Former President Trump is outlining some policy plans should he win back the White House. During a rally in Iowa Monday, he said Palestinian refugees displaced by the Israel-Hamas war would not be allowed to enter the U.S. Furthermore, he said the ban would also include anyone from Syria, Somalia, Yemen or Libya. The chairman of the, of the Securities and Exchange Commission says artificial intelligence will almost certainly cause a financial crisis without regulation. Gary Gensler told the Financial Times that the challenges is difficult because most regulation targets individuals and institutions, not something broad like the use of artificial intelligence. And four inmates are on the run after escaping from a Georgia jail. The Bibb County Sheriff's Office says they fled through a damaged window at a county detention center about 85 miles south of Atlanta early Monday morning. All of the escapees got into a blue Dodge Challenger and took off. 
in sports, the Patriots are 1-5 for the first time since the 1995 season. New England will be looking to put an end to its three-game losing streak when it plays host to a division rival this week. The Pats are taking on the Buffalo Bills Sunday afternoon at Gillette Stadium, and New England is last in the AFC East, while the Bills are currently second in the division. The Bruins could be looking to shake things up when they begin a four-game road trip. Boston is currently tied for first in Atlantic Division and will be playing the San Jose Sharks on Thursday. The Celtics have been talking with guard Derek White about a contract extension. Talks are ongoing, but nothing appears to be on the immediate horizon. Both sides have an October 23rd deadline to reach an agreement. Boston continues its exhibition schedule tonight when it hosts the New York Knicks at TD Garden. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Happy Tuesday morning. Thank you for joining us. Mostly clear skies this morning. Scattered showers on the Cape and Islands, upper 40s, and by mid-morning in the mid-50s, increasing clouds this afternoon with a spot shower. Temperature around 60. Still on the cold side, cloud cover diminishes overnight. A spot shower or two on Newport and New Bedford. Tracking some unsettled weather Friday into Saturday. In the meantime, be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci Del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Stream WBSM live, crystal clear, with one touch. The WBSM app. Sweet. You know what's not so sweet, though? The way the Patriots have started the season at one and five, and they're on par here, on pace to maybe finish the season. You know, we always used to say when, when Belichick took over and Brady was there and the Patriots were winning Super Bowls, oh, remember those days of Rod Rust in the 1990 season when the Patriots went one and 15? Thank God we'll never have those days again. Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying that the Patriots are going to go one and 15, but I don't see. A lot of other wins coming their way. However, I mean, look what happened to the Bills last Sunday, right? This week, the Patriots host the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. Kickoff on WBSM is at 1 p.m. Pre-game here on WBSM is at 10 a.m. And so you can get all hyped up for the game. And then, you know, by halftime, we'll see how the Patriots are doing. Uh, maybe maybe this is the chance for Malik Cunningham to, to get in there. And it didn't look great in the couple of plays that he had, but also... He didn't really get a lot of time with the first team as a quarterback. So let's see if maybe that's something that they work on this week. Anyway, the New England Patriots on WBSM are brought to you by Shooting Supply, Primacare, and D&J Enterprises. Let's go to the phones, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. Morning. Um, 
Uh, remember Danvers State Hospital? Yes. That was a scary hospital. That's when I lived in Danvers. And, there was, um, there's actually a horror movie called Session 9 that was filmed at Danvers. Oh, no kidding. It stars, um, oh, what was his name? The guy that was on NYPD Blue and CSI Miami, oh. David Caruso. Yeah, it stars him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never saw it, but uh, yeah, they turned that on all of the condominiums now. Mm-hmm. And and so I think all that's really left of the of the original Kirkbride buildings is the main building because the rest of them burned down in that fire. We were actually oh. doing Spooky South Coast the night that that fire happened, so we were reporting on it live um, okay. with the reports we were getting in. Yeah. Well, I used to live in um, right off one twenty eight near King's Grand Hotel, down in that area when we were kids, and um, on it was like a bunch of streets there and, and back where the water tower is and the. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, the water tower off 128, the big water tower on the mountain there, the hill. And we were kids one time. My parents decided to go out, and they looked for the babysitter because we were smaller. And uh, this lady comes to our front porch, and she looks looking in our window. We were all watching TV. <laughs> so my older brother, who was probably about 12 then, and my cousin was over. They took some butter knives out of the kitchen, and they stood there like this in the window, and she's like, and she's like, I gotta come in, I gotta come in. But she escaped from there. Hmm. And they caught her. Yeah, she was driving around up on the top of the, you could see her around, driving around the tower, the water tower up there, which is now all condominiums. But, um, yeah, so that was one of my, uh, scariest moments when I didn't, I didn't like the books of that place. Well, I, I, I wonder, I wonder, you know, and I haven't heard much about it, like from any, any firsthand accounts anyway, but I mm-hmm. wonder what the people who live there deal with because, you know, that, that not only because the building might have some things attached to it, but just because of the reputation that it has and, and what people say about it. So they're putting that intention out there. Do people go home at night and feel creeped out by living there? <laughs> I know. My cousin lives right in Peabody. She knows all, a, a lot of people around that area. I'll have to ask her. There's so and what what's sad about that is, you know, those Kirkbride buildings are beautiful architecture. And when they mm-hmm. when they try to, you know, so they tried to like recreate the look of it when they built the new buildings, but it's never gonna be exactly the same. So it's kind of like yeah. a it's kind of like a reboot, you know, where the reboot's never as good as the original when it comes to movies or T V shows. It's kind of the same yeah. thing with buildings too. I wouldn't mind moving to the because I'm not afraid of it, but I didn't like Gambit State House. Well that's because I was young. And I was scared then, but... Well, and it looked like know. something out of a horror movie, too. And, yeah. And because it, it actually eventually was in a horror movie, so it makes sense. Oh, wow. So what's it, what was the name of the movie? It's called again? Session 9. Session 9. If you have, like, the Tubi app or some of those free apps yeah. on, on your TV, it probably is on one of those. Okay. All righty. Okay. And I like your dimples. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your comment on Facebook. Thank you for that. As I'm losing yeah. weight, the dimples become more pronounced yeah, again. So. Wow, good lot. Yeah, they're great. I'm going to be in for like- it, man. I'm going to have my cheeks pinched everywhere I go now. <laughs> Just like when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, I bet. I bet. All right, then. You have a good day. You too. Take care. Yeah, you too. Bye. And uh, that's, yeah, that's something that I dealt with quite a lot as a kid. Is I Everywhere I go, people are coming, oh, look at the dimples. They grab my face and pinch my cheeks and um now that i'm a grown man i say grown man i mean probably the same height i was back then but um i have a beard so at least i look like an adult but i'm sure i'll get a lot of that again i'm sure i'll get people coming up and because you know i don't know why people feel that it's okay to just come up and start pinching my cheeks i've been as i've been taking photos with people this year as at all these different 
things that I'm doing for October, people will say, oh, can we get a photo? And I'm doing the hands by my side, you know, not putting my arms around people anymore photos because I just, I'm taking the cue from Keanu Reeves. It's just not, you don't know what people's level of comfort is. If they want to put their arm around me, then okay. And I'll put my arm back around them. But for the most part, I'm going to stand there with my arms by my side. And um, I'm not going to invade people's personal space, but yet I'm sure people are going to do it to my cheeks. So that's the whole reason I gained weight in the first place originally was so that nobody could see my dimples anymore. No, that's not true. But uh, it uh, certainly has been more of a, it shows up, they show up in all the photos now and everybody comments on them. I'm like, they've been there. They've always been there. I don't know why you're just noticing this now. It's like when I, when I went to the to the hospital when I had my uh, kidney stones going on and the doctor saw my crooked mouth and he was like concerned that I was also having a stroke at the same time. And I was like, no, 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 it's, it's always like this. It's just as I've lost some weight, it's become even more pronounced. So yeah, I, I look like I'm talking out of the side of my mouth, but there's nothing I can do about it. I was born missing a muscle on one side of my mouth. So um, I also had, Ariel, I'll have to show you sometime. I have a, a half colored eye my one of my eyes is half blue, half brown, so that's weird. And then I was also born with an extra thumb. Wow! An yeah, extra thumb. Yeah, it had it didn't have a bone in it though, so I guess it just flopped around. Wow! So they they cut it off like a couple of days after I was born. Oh wow! But they didn't let me keep it. <laughs> I don't think you would want to keep it. I wish I had it now with it flopping around with no bone in it. Because imagine being like, hey, thumbs up, Ariel. And like the <laughs> other thumb kind of flops over. You'd be like, oh, my God, what's going on over there? But, yeah, polydactylism, they call it. And uh, that's when, when my son was born. The first thing I did is I went over and I was like, how many fingers does he have? And they're like, don't worry, he has them all. I'm like, that's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried if he has too many. An extra finger. Uh, it's not that big of a deal. Just makes for a cool scar and a cool story. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a few. Them. In 508-996-0500. By the way, if you want some spooky fun coming up, well, there's an article at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app that coming up on Sunday, October 29th at the Alley Theater in Middleborough, they will be welcoming in Andrea Perrin, the former resident of the Notorious Conjuring House in Rhode Island. Andrea will be talking about what her family went through living in that house. She'll talk about her book series, House of Darkness, House of Life, uh, House of Darkness, House of Light. And uh, she'll talk about some other things paranormally related. And you can find out all about it by checking out the article at WBSM.com and on the app. I love Andrea Perrin. She's one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, we've been friends for well over 10 years now. 
And I can tell you this, she gives the best hugs out of anybody that I know. Like, I cannot see her and not get my my Annie hug from her. So uh, you'll get a chance maybe to do that as well when you go to see her at the Alley Theater on October 29th. Again, all the details are at WBSM.com and on the app. Let's go back to the phones, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Although we don't really uh, agree on political views, you, you do play some good bumper music coming out of those commercials. Got to love that 80s and 90s stuff. I, yeah, I love it. I love it. <clears throat> Although I wasn't even born in the 80s, I was actually born in 91. I know shock value to all you listeners out there. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I grew up listening to all that stuff. I mean, that's what my you know, my parents used to play on the on the the you know the radio when I was growing up. But, uh, listen, um, what is this? What does this president think he's going to accomplish by going to Israel tomorrow? That's what I want to know. I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows. I, I kind of. I'm kind of interested to see what he's going to say, though, because anything this guy comes out and says doesn't make any sense to anybody. I mean, in the 60 Not Minutes even. interview, he was, you know, was basically saying, you know, we're going to support Israel. We're going to. So you're going to just go there to to basically reiterate the same thing. Well, right. I mean, wh- that's why I'm not, I don't understand why he's even going to, why, why, well, okay, so first of all, why we're paying, because you know what, the, 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 the taxpayer pays for his, you know, political trips. He's got to use the, you know, Air Force One to go there, you know, but it's like, why, why, why are you even going to bother? Well, I do, I do know that one of the concerns is that Israel's going to try to force, you know, a take, a complete takeover of Gaza. And I know that he's trying to, you know, basically, I don't want to say talk them into not doing that, but he's he's being adamant that, you know, the U.S. is not going to let that happen. Just let them fight their war, man. Let them fight their war. Let them get it over with. You know what I mean? It's it, We don't need to be involved. Well, in they're that. not going to get it over with. It's been going on for thousands of years. I know, but it's been, the same conflict has been going over. Th- so obviously somebody needs to win. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, you know, it's, nobody's I, I, winning in this. It, I, I don't think it's that black and white. Yeah, I know. I know. But um, that, that's that's just what I I'm, I I I just like I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm like, what is this guy even gonna go there for? Nobody's gonna listen to him. He doesn't have a backbone. Okay, they're we're, we're literally the laughing stock of the world right now. You know, it, just just watching him speak on television, it's like disgraceful. You know, and God help us if we ever get into a war with this president in office right now. Okay, who's not even competent? Okay, to change his own diaper. Okay, it's it's sick. You make a lot of assumptions. You don't you don't have any proof of any of the things that you're saying. I have I have I I can tell you right now if we get in if we do get into a, a war with anybody, okay, this country is doomed. With this guy in office, this country is doomed. maybe having this, this guy in same, office means you don't have to get is, into a war with anybody. This is the same president. Or, uh, the this is the same president that was vice president. Okay, who decided that it was a good idea to take away the grenades, the flashbangs, and all the high-powered military weapons away from soldiers and troops in Afghanistan because it was too inhumane. We were there to fight a peace war, okay? It was too inhumane. The day I had to give up my grenades when I was in Afghanistan was a day that I knew that was it for me. I'm done. Well, look at how much different. Out. Look at how much different warfare is now in the in the I don't know twenty years or so since then. And that's what I brought up yesterday on, on South Coast. Now we can fight a war, okay, with a remote control. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, okay, that's why when he said, 
oh, you know, it's uh, you know, uh, you know, I hope we don't have to ever put troops on that. You should not. Those words shouldn't even come out of your mouth. Okay, they, they shouldn't even come out of the president's mouth because I can tell you right now. Uh, I can tell you right now, if, if, if we do put troops on the ground in Israel or anywhere in the Middle East right now, God help him with this guy in office. That's all I got to say. All right. God help him. Have a good right, day. Yeah. And uh, I, don't, I don't know why you would be against somebody saying, you know, you, you hope that you don't have to put troops on the ground. I mean, that seems like a pretty fair statement to make. But anyway, I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. All right. We are just about ready to wrap things up for this hour, but more with you in the next hour at 508-996-0500. If you want to come out to Norwell tomorrow night and hear me talk about the Bridgewater Triangle at the Norwell Public Library, it's going to be at 6.30 p.m. It's a beautiful library out there in the woods of Norwell. It's, um, it's going to be pretty full. There's about 15 spots remaining, and you do have to pre-register. You have to register to, to be able to get a spot there. So if you go to the Norwell Public Library website or if you go to the Norwell Public Library Facebook page, you can register there to get your spot for tomorrow night, and uh, it should be a great crowd. It should be a great discussion. Always love spreading the spooky word of the Bridgewater Triangle. So that'll be tomorrow night in Norwell. Uh, Thursday, I'll be in the in Randolph at the Turner Free Library presenting Paranormal 101. And then Saturday, 1 p.m. at the Westport Public Library talking about paranormal properties. You can own a haunted house.